Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Joshua Beck and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Joshua Beck. Well, thank you very much and welcome to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host, Dr. Joshua Beck, is here, board certified in family practice and is in practice at the WellMed Clinic in San Antonio at Loop 410 in Centerview. And Josh, it's great to see you. It's good to see you, too. How was your weekend? It was great. Yeah, it's nice when it uh, actually warms up and, you know, the sun comes out and very, very nice. See, I grew up in Ohio. I like the cold weather. Oh, do you now? Yeah. yeah. Well, I lived in Iowa for three years doing my residency, so that, I think I've had enough of the cold weather. That would last you a lifetime. It would. And yeah. does the snow get as high as the corn? Uh, pretty high. It actually does. I've had to, I, I had to uh, be picked up a couple of times and taken to the hospital by special you know, vehicles that they use when the snow gets that Seriously? high. Seriously. Seriously. Wow. I couldn't drive out, yeah. So you got out of there as fast as you could. Something like that, yeah. Well, we're going to talk with uh, Dr. Ninza Sanchez, who is with the South Alamo Medical Group, and we're going to be talking about something I had not heard of, the DASH diet. Are you aware of it? Uh, Yes, I'm aware of the DASH diet. Mm -hmm. You are? Yep. I've seen the little DASH salt shakers, Mm -hmm. which are not salt, I guess. Yeah, they're salt. uh, It's a substitute. Huh. Yeah. Well, we welcome Dr. Sanchez to our WellMed Radio hotline. Dr. Sanchez, how are you? Yes. Thanks for joining us. I'm doing, I'm doing very good. Thank you. So Dr. Beck is the other one who has heard of the DASH diet. I have okay, not. Uh, so tell me about it, and, and what's the goal? Sure. Well, first of all, DASH stands for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension, which is high blood pressure. We do know that um, it, the main purpose of the DASH diet is to reduce sodium, which is the salt, uh, in, in your diet. Um, but also it includes other aspects, such as eating um, low, uh, unsaturated fats like omega-3 fatty acid, um, fish, um, and also calcium, magnesium, as well as, as, well as uh, fruits and vegetables. Uh, the main purpose, as I said, is to uh, lower the amount of sodium. And actually, research has actually been done that shows that if you reduce your um, your dash, you really dash diet for as little as two weeks, you can already reduce your blood pressure by a few points. If you continue on with the dash diet, you can reduce it as much as by 14 points. So it definitely makes a significant difference in, in terms of the blood pressure, which, as we know, uh, blood pressure is one of the main contributors to heart disease and strokes. And so not only does it dash diet helps you to reduce your blood pressure, it also helps you to minimize the risk of heart attacks and strokes. So uh, we do know that, unfortunately, in our high fast food diet, we consume sometimes as much as 3,000 milligrams of sodium a day. And, as the, and the recommended is, is closer to 2,000. Uh, and so, and, and, base, and preferably it should be uh, between 1,000 to 1,500 milligrams a day. So we definitely consume almost twice, sometimes even more so, uh, the amount of sodium that we should be taking. All right, now stay with uh, me. Uh, stay with me just a minute for folks who mm-hmm. just joined us. Sure. I'd like them to know that you graduated from the University of Texas Health Science Center here in San Antonio. I sure did. Now I called sure did. Uh, Texas Health. You completed mm-hmm. your residency at the University Hospital, Audie Murphy Veterans Hospital in San Antonio. 
fluent in Spanish, which is a good thing. And, right. And you, en- thing, you bet. And you enjoy listening to 80s music. I miss the 80s yes. music. And you love cooking Italian food. But mm-hmm. isn't there a lot of salt in Italian food? Um, yes, but there is a, this is the right way of cooking and the wrong way of cooking. Usually when we cook, for instance, tomatoes, uh, we, I, we usually, uh, it's better to get your own tomatoes and prepare your own uh, tomato sauce instead of buying a can. We know that anything that is canned has a lot of salt because they need to preserve the, um, the ingredients inside a can. Uh, and so what I use, I use my own tomatoes, uh, and uh, I, use, I made my own tomato sauce, so, and I don't use salt. Uh, I use either peppers or other uh, lost uh, spices that don't contain any salts, of which you can find quite a few spices in, in the uh, grocery stores that don't have any salt. And, that def- and also you can use olive oil. Olive oil is also an ingredient that is recommended by the Dutch diet. That's the reason why I like Italian food, because it does... It does um, have uh, olive oil, which is, we know is important because it does contain uh, unsaturated fats, which is a good fat we all should be consuming. So let me ask you, because uh, not a lot of uh, nutrition is taught in medical school. Maybe you had more right. than, than some. What got you interested in this? Well, first of all, uh, I was an internal medicine uh, physician. I've seen a very young people with high blood pressure, uh, which obviously um, they, they have a much higher risk of developing strokes and heart disease. When I first came across the DASH diet, and actually it wasn't, to be honest, it wasn't medical school, I actually was in residency um, when I came across it. Um, one of our uh, physicians uh, spoke about it, uh, and I've always spoke with quite at length with all my patients regarding a loss of diet, because unfortunately, even though here in San Antonio, uh, diabetes is predominant, so is high blood pressure, and we know that the two of them um, are, are biggest, the biggest contributors to heart disease and strokes. Um, the other thing about the, the dash that is, it, it isn't just low salt, like I say. It also uh, includes a grain, such as wheat grains, vegetables, and fruits, particularly blueberries and strawberries that are very uh, good for your oxygenation, uh, which then again helps um, your blood pressure. It also includes um, um, eating low-fat foods and lean meats and poultry and fish. Uh, so it's a variety of, uh, of ingredients and, and, and good foods that you can have with a dash that also includes eating like pecans and almonds and, and walnuts, which are actually very good. Also, again, they have the unsaturated fats, which are the good fats that we should be eating. So, um, so there's a variety of ingredients uh, in, in different kinds of food. All right, hang on, just diet. hang on a minute. I want to bring Dr. Beck in because sure. you mentioned walnuts and almonds, mm-hmm. which I love, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, yes. you can't eat many of them, right, Dr. Beck? Right. You can't. You can't eat. Can't eat a lot of walnuts uh, or a lot of almonds. Well, I would say I, it, I would. You know, gorge yeah. on them if I yeah. could. Yeah, in, in moderation, and certainly if you're gonna, if you're going to follow the dash diet, then you want to get those that are not obviously loaded loaded with salt, right? Now, do you recommend the dash diet to your patients? I would recommend the dash diet, and I think as Dr. Sanchez said, you know, it would. You know, it's very helpful, especially for pa- patients with high blood pressure. And and she and I would would both be interested in this because we see a lot of patients with high blood pressure. And the problem is that, you know, you're working against, uh, you know, treating these patients, you know, when you're having to give them two or three different kinds of blood pressure medication and they're not trying to follow a low-salt diet. 
apart from exercising and eating healthy, uh, you know, and, and losing weight if they have to lose weight. And so, uh, you know, l- lowering the blood pressure through a low salt diet uh, is very, very important uh, and may actually help uh, eliminate, you know, a medication or medication altogether uh, if it's, you know, done in conjunction with exercise. The other thing is that this is very important for patients that have um, uh, heart failure, right? So the heart failure and the high right. salt diet uh, can lead to pulmonary edema, which can put them into congestive heart failure. It also, uh, Dr. Sanchez, you know, my degree that we, we see patients with, uh, you know, leg swelling that come in right. and they're right. always complaining of their leg swelling. And obviously one of the contributing factors apart from lack of exercise you know, and being overweight and if you have heart failure is how much salt you intake. And a lot of people don't realize that it's not only the salt that you're adding to the food that you're preparing, but, you know, a lot of the preservatives that are used to, you know, keep things uh, lasting forever or lasting for a long time. Like Twinkies. Yeah, like frozen meals. Like frozen meals are like loaded with salt. They're loaded with salt. When you go out to a restaurant, you know, and you have fast food, it's loaded with salt. Uh, because they use the salt as a preservative oh. to keep the, the the food fresh, so you have to be mindful of not only the salt that you add to the food that you cook, but also uh, what you buy and what you eat when you go out. So let me ask Dr. Sanchez, and if you've just listened, sure. joined us, you're listening to WellMed Radio on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host Dr. Joshua Beck, and we're talking with Dr. Ninja Sanchez, who is a uh, internal medicine physician at South Alamo Medical Group. And Dr. Sanchez, uh, how do you get Mm -hmm. patients uh, to get on this diet to comply and follow the uh, regimen? Well, um, the first thing that I always recommend to my patients is, first of all, that it it is a long-term process. And I usually recommend to them to start to uh, modify one thing at a time instead of trying to do too many things at once. Some people can do it, some people cannot. And usually the ones that that are more reluctant, I always remind them to, you know, do – modify one thing per week uh, and, and write it down, and then uh, the next week, uh, once you get used to what you, whatever modifications you've done, is, uh, then do a second, a second uh, thing the, the next week. I usually always, always remind you, speaking about, uh, yeah, you, you write, adding your salt to the diet, like the potato chips, Fritos, Doritos, all those snacks have a lot of salt that you should remind my patients to avoid eating those. What thing when you holidays that, you know, you go to any party and you're going to have all kinds of snacks. So I remind my patients to uh, either minimize the amount of snacks uh, or drink plenty of water if they're going to have any snacks. But in the now, luckily now, a lot of the grocery stores have lost some snacks. But many people think that, you know, just like Dr. Baker said, just adding salt to your food is one thing, but the other thing is also, like he said, um, uh, the uh, all the snacks that are very salty, as well as he said, all the fried foods uh, in, in the fast food restaurants. So what's a re- uh, and so what's a replacement, mm-hmm. for example, uh, for potato chips? Because part of the ritual of eating potato chips is the crunchy aspect. And right. is there a low salt, crunchy thing we can eat? 
Right. There's for instance, a lot of uh, vegetables like carrots, celery, uh, cucumbers. There's also very good crunchy um, uh, 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 vegetables that you can have. Um, so I'd recommend patients to eat you know, sliced carrots, uh, sliced celery, sliced cucumbers, uh, and other kinds of uh, apples. Apples are very crunchy. Uh, and now we even have at the stores, um, you know, sandwiches where an apple. Uh, that's and actually it's a very good crunchy snack to eat. Uh, apples and pears are also crunchy. And so you still get that crunchy flavor without having to get not only just the salt in the snacks, but also the snacks have also a lot of fat in them. So you get both the benefit of low salt but also low fat, and that, again, along with exercise, helps you to lose weight. Yeah, and I think one of the selling points to patients, too, is when you have patients, especially if they're a little older, is to ask them if they've had friends or family that have had a heart attack or a stroke, you know, history of high blood pressure. And sometimes if they can relate to somebody that they know, a friend or a family who's had it, then they might be more willing to make a change, especially if it was not in the, you know, too distant past. All right, we're going to continue this conversation in just a moment. And we hope you stay with us right here on 930 AM, The Answer. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Joshua Beck and our very special guest, Dr. Ninza Sanchez. You're listening to WellMed Radio on 930 AM, The Answer. At WellMed, we care about you. It shows in the way we take the time to get to know you, your history, your health goals, and everything that makes you, you. We'll help you feel your best through proven industry-leading care and advanced technology. We always strive to give you our full attention and deepest respect. Medicare annual enrollment period is October 15th through December 7th. Pick a plan that gives you access to WellMed doctors. Visit WellMedFindADoctor.com or call 844-439-7517. We are so pleased you are with us here on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Joshua Beck, and we're talking with Dr. Ninza Sanchez, who is at the South Alamo Medical Group here in San Antonio. And we were talking, uh, Dr. Beck and I, off the air, uh, Dr. Sanchez, about Mm -hmm. salt substitutes like DASH. Uh, Do you recommend them? Yes, I do. Now, again, the only thing with DASH is it's high in potassium. And so people that have chronic kidney disease or kidney problems, they need to be careful and consult with the doctors to make sure that they can still have um, the DASH salt. But for the vast majority of people, that is a very good choice. Uh, also, there are many, like I said earlier, there's some, quite a few spices that don't have any salt. Uh, pepper, uh, I recommend my patients to uh, get pepper instead. Uh, and even some of the, and, and, and again, even though we're saying that no salt, um, there are some foods that already have some salt in them, so you don't necessarily have to, um, to uh, um, you will still have some salt in there. For instance, wheat grain, um, uh, the, the grains of wheat bread, it still has some salt in it. So even though you may not be adding salt when you eat bread uh, or adding uh, salt to your meal, you're still adding some, you're still getting some salt in your bread. But yes, the, uh, uh, to answer your question, the dash salt is actually a good substitute, uh, as well as other spices. Now, you mentioned bread, and uh, everything I've read of late says you've got to cut down on carbs. Right. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the wheat grain, uh, the wheat grains, uh, the wheat bread also has fiber, so that actually cuts down the carbs as well. Uh, and there's like whole wheat pasta, like, like I like to eat since I love Italian food, I also eat whole wheat pasta. And there's also now vegetable-based pastas. But yes, the, the wheat bread, uh, the multi-grain wheat breads, 
they actually are lowering carbs as opposed to the white bread. Uh, and they also have fiber, which actually helps your, um, your digestive system. Uh, and so that actually takes away some of the carbs as well. Nice. So, so we do need a certain amount of carbs in our diet, but uh, we need the good carbs. You mentioned carbs and bread, and Dr. Beck immediately says, well, what about slathering butter all over it? Yeah, that's, that's the only thing. And by the way, butter also has a lot of salt. I recommend patients to use margarine instead uh, of butter uh, because butter, uh, first of all, is, is, has a lot of fat, but also has, uh, is salty. But a lot of chemicals in margarines, right? I did, you're right. And some of them are, uh, some of the brands are, are, are getting more self-conscious about that. Um, but still, it's still better than eating regular butter. Yeah, I would say, you know, if you're going to have regular butter, I mean, some saturated fat is okay as long as it's, you know, in small small uh, portions, not, right, that's n- true n- not, not bread and butter every day. <laughs> right. Now, yeah. As you think about uh, obesity, and we live in a city uh, where there is way too much obesity, uh, for your patients who come to you and uh, finally reach a point where, you know, I need to lose weight. I'm buying more clothes that are bigger and bigger sizes. Mm -hmm. One thing certainly is what you eat. The flip side of that uh, is exercise. And what do you recommend in that category? I just remember my patients, the first, the patients who do not exercise on a regular basis, the first of all, go walking, but walk at a fast pace, as fast as they can possibly tolerate. Um, I usually let them go. We, luckily, here in San Antonio, we have actually plenty of, plenty of parks and now building a lot of trails that people can go walking. Also, a lot of the high schools and junior highs also have tracks. Some people say, well, there are too many dogs in my, in my neighborhood. So I said, well, go to walk at a track in high school or, junior, or middle school. Um, and so, but I usually recommend to start by walking at a fast pace, uh, and of course take a glass of water with them so they can they can drink water. Right. Um, and I recommend for them to stretch. Now the people that are already used to uh, um, exercising, again, a slow pace jogging, bike riding, uh, those are actually very good aerobic type of exercises. As well as some uh, gyms have CrossFit uh, uh, exercises that they can also do. Now, I noted in your bio that you uh, run marathons. Yes, I do. That's a lot of running. It is a lot of running, yes. Yes, it is. But I love running marathons. It, it, first of all, it keeps me very healthy. Speaking about diet, it makes me, I have to definitely keep up a good diet since I do, I, I'll be uh, running my, my seventh marathon. She needs the carbs. December here in San Antonio. Yeah. yeah, you need the carbs. Yeah. Yes, I do need the carbs. Mm-hmm. When, when it's getting closer to the marathon, that's when I eat my Italian pasta. Uh, when it's getting closer, like two weeks before the marathon, I start um, building up on carbs. But then I, luckily, luckily by the, on marathon day, we, end up losing those carbs. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. How many marathons have you run? I run, This will be my seventh. I'll be running on December the uh, 7th, the, uh, the San Antonio Rock and Roll Marathon. I started running since it first started here in San Antonio. What is it about running that you enjoy? I think what I like most is the discipline. You have to be very disciplined to be able to uh, to run and the endurance. You build a lot of endurance, uh, which later on in life, you know, first from day to day uh, basis, the endurance it doesn't you don't see it. But as you uh, as you get older, uh, you develop a lot of very good uh, uh, endurance, and that helps quite a bit in case you ever get sick. Um, and also, another thing that I like is that I like to be I run outdoors, so I like to uh, be outdoors. Uh, of course, here in, in the office, I'm staying in the office all day, so uh, I've always enjoyed the outdoors, and that, that, that running makes me go outdoors. 
Marathons are still a little over 26 miles, right? Yes, 26.2 miles. They don't have, like, mini marathons? You can go, like, they, four miles? They do. Yeah, yeah. People, they also offer the half marathon. Mm-hmm. They also have a 5K run within the marathon. So there's mm-hmm. different options. They also have relays. And I always tell my patients, you know, I don't expect them to, you know, run long distances, but usually 5Ks and 10Ks are actually very reasonable to do. And within the marathon, many, the vast majority, about half the people do the half marathon, and then, uh, like I said, the other half of us do the, the full marathon. So they have different choices doing the San Antonio Rock and Roll Marathon. Now, the challenge with running a course, it can be really tough on your knees. Yes, right. And that's why usually my patients who have knee problems, I do recommend to them to do water aerobics, um, which actually is very good. The elliptical, uh, if they have access to a gym, the elliptical actually is actually very good on on the knees because you only, in the elliptical, you don't do any, any, uh, you don't step uh, on concrete. Uh, So that's, but usually water aerobics and elliptical, um, the bike riding, some people that have knee problems, they can't tolerate bike riding. Bike riding is another great exercise to do as well. And here in Santa, there's actually quite a few bike riding clubs um, that I have quite a few colleagues and, uh, and, and relatives that, that um, um, participate in those bike riding clubs, and they have, again, different distances. So, yeah, you're right. For, for running, it's not, I do not recommend running. Uh, again, walking, uh, these ones that can tolerate walking, but running is not good when people have knee problems. And as you uh, try to put a package of activities together uh, for your patients, uh, mm-hmm. For those who have never exercised, and there are a lot of people like that, how do you right. motivate them enough to get going? You know, like, like Dr. Baker said, you know, many of them have had relatives that have had heart disease or, or uh, they know somebody who had a stroke. Um, and like, like you said, you know, people are saying, uh, you know, I need to buy uh, um, clothes every so often because uh, I'm getting more and more weight. Uh, and, in, uh, and so uh, those are the way I, I remind uh, my patients that um, it, obesity, not only does it lead to heart disease and strokes, we now know, and it actually has a proven research fact, that it can lead to cancer, cancer of the stomach as well as cancer of the small and large intestine. So, uh, you know, everybody is, you know, nobody wants to have cancer. And so one way to do it is by losing weight. Uh, and again, you, get, you gain endurance as you exercise. So, um, you know, there are some people that are, that are very reluctant to do it. Uh, and even, I even have younger people that are very reluctant to do it. And again, uh, they always, um, it's always, uh, I've always, I keep, you know, visit after visit, I keep reminding them to uh, to start start slowly but surely. And again, I don't expect people to you know change overnight, but I do let them know. The other thing is also I ask them to set short term goals. That's very important to uh, say. You know, in the next three months, you start you start walking one quarter of a mile. Uh, then the next month you go half a mile. Uh, so again, short term goals are very very important when somebody is reluctant to exercise. For the patient who has uh, diabetes, and so many of your patients probably do, right. the diet mm-hmm. you have described is really an ideal diet for someone who is diabetic. Right. It, right. And that's, that's absolutely true. Uh, because, again, the diet side also includes a lot of uh, um, eating a lot of vegetables like carrots, broccoli, greens, uh, and also high-fiber uh, vegetables uh, in fruits like apples, pears, 
uh, and uh, and so it's not only just about the salt. It's also about uh, other foods um, that that are very good, not only just for hyper hypertension, like you said, for, for diabetes as well as other illnesses. And how does this all compare with the Mediterranean diet? Similar. It's actually very similar to the Mediterranean diet. The Mediterranean diet uh, has more olives uh, in it that the Dutch diet does not uh, incorporate as much, but it's actually very similar to it. The Dutch diet also recommends um, some, um, again, the omega-3 fatty acids. Um, the Dutch diet doesn't recommend uh, a teaspoon of olive oil, just like the Mediterranean diet does recommend uh, to uh, get a teaspoon of olive oil per day. Um, so that's maybe the main difference is that uh, the Dutch diet doesn't have as many olives and, and, and similar um, um, vegetables and fruits uh, and it doesn't ask you to do uh, olive oils like the Mediterranean diet does. Yeah, it's amazing when, when you look at uh, how we are socialized and, and brought up, in my case, uh, I, I was brought up in a family where it wasn't dinner if it wasn't meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, well, you're right. <clears throat> well, I think with evidence, you know, evidence-based medicine and, you know, learning and people being educated, you know, I think a lot of people have, have learned the difference uh, to, uh, you know, eat healthier, I guess. He- healthier options and exercise and you know, and and uh, and work on that. So we that's keep, perfect. We keep educating our patients daily. <laughs> so, Dr. Sanchez, we are flat yeah. out of time. Are you uh, looking for new patients? Oh yes, definitely. We're always looking for new patients. And where do they find we, you at the South Alamo uh, Medical Group? They, they can they can call our phone number two one zero two 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 zero three three three, and uh, we'll be more than happy to uh, uh, make an appointment to see them. Two one zero two 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 zero three three three. Yes. That's a wonderful phone number. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, Easy I to like remember. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Nice, you bet. nice you talking bet. to you. you have Thank a great you. day. Bye-bye. Take you care. Too. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Ron Aaron along with our co-host, Dr. Joshua Beck, and thank you to Dr. Sanchez. You hear us right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.